thank you for joining us. <laughs> My God. I want to thank you for joining us on this, uh, this Tuesday afternoon. The day is August 24, 2021. And you're listening to Sunday Morning Live. That is SML Inside the Pages. We are live. This is Pastor Carl Henderson of Cornerstone Apostolic Church located at 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona. That is Pomona, California. Our Sunday morning worship begins at 8 a.m., Tuesday Bible study, 7 p.m., and Thursdays, Acts of the Holy Ghost. We believe the Bible is the Word of God, that is from Genesis to Revelation. Therefore, we are faithful, we are bold, we are the church. We believe the best way to face opposition is by obedience to the Word of God. There is no plan B, no plan C, only plan A, and that is obedience to whatever God has to say. Listen, on Sundays, if you haven't heard, we're inside the pages, the book of Revelation, learning, experiencing, finding grace and mercy. Preparation. We're in preparation. Mighty God. The Bible tells us that it's appointed unto every man to die at least once. And so we know that the day is going to come where we're going to stand before his presence and having a good understanding of what awaits those that live, those that are about this life and those that are not. It makes a difference. I'll be back. We're going into the book of Ezekiel, the 47th chapter, right after this. Thank you. 
Have you told the Lord that he is worthy of praise today? Have you just spoken to him and told him how grateful you are and how much you love him and the relation, how much you nurture and appreciate the relationship that you have with him? Have you told him that today? If you haven't, this would be a good time right now. This would be a good time to tell him how much you appreciate him. Let me tell you, when the struggles of life are there, you need to talk to him. You need to talk to him when things are going good. You need to talk to him when things are going not going good. Father, in the name of Jesus, we honor you for your goodness and grace today. We honor you for waking us up this morning, providing us with the activity of our lives. Lord God, it is you that have given us health, the mind to even call upon you. Lord God, it's by your goodness, Lord, and we recognize your grace, your mercy. We recognize you, Lord God, as the author and the finisher of our faith. Father, we pray and ask that you would help us, help us to live safe, help us to do what is right and to fulfill the calling that you have upon our lives. Lord Jesus, we honor you, Lord, for your kindness. We honor you for your mercy. Lord, and we pray and ask that you would bless those, our associates, those that we work with, those that are part of our community, our neighbors. Lord God, we pray for their safety, Lord God, and we pray and ask, Lord God, to say thank you for the times that they didn't say thank you. Lord Jesus, maybe the person standing next to us and worked throughout the day and didn't recognize you, but Lord God, on their behalf, we breathe and speak life unto them, Lord God, that they might Lord Jesus, seek after you and call upon your name, Lord. Father, we pray and ask that you would remember those that are sick, those that are bereaved right now. You know the various situations that are, have occurred. Lord God, and you are the greatest comforter that we know. Lord Jesus, and we just pray and ask that you would continue, Lord God, to be in our lives, Lord God. Pray and ask that you would continue to lead us in your path of righteousness for your name's sake. In Jesus' name, amen. We're in the book of Ezekiel, and we're, wow, we have come, and I say this often, we have come a long ways. And I say that for myself. I've come a long ways, you know, in reading and understanding so much more of the character of God from uh book of Ezekiel that it is frightening it makes you stop and think it's sobering it causes you to take a good look at who you are what you have done and what you are doing in the moment and certainly you're going to think about what you do uh, in the future as much as the future as much future that is given to you. We're in the 47th chapter. I'm going to start at the 12th verse uh, and read the 12th, 14th. I'm going to read the 21st through the 23rd as well. It says, And by the river upon the banks thereof, on this side and on that side, shall grow all trees of meat, whose leaves shall not neither shall the fruit thereof be consumed. It shall bring forth new fruit according to his months, because their waters 
they issue out of the sanctuary, and the fruit thereof shall be meat, and the leaves thereof for medicine. That is the 12th verse. And I know we actually talked a little bit about that last week, uh, but I, I had to read that again uh, because it speaks about life. It speaks about newness. It speaks about healing. And so, or actually, um, I, I, there's no healing to be done because there is a continual flow of medicine. And so there is no healing to, to occur. And, uh, and so, uh, you know, how's your day been? Uh, before I go any further, I just want to know, uh, how's your day been? Uh, I pray that you have been, had a blessed day and, and just want you to know that we're praying for you well and you're going to want to partake of this uh, fruit and you're going to want to partake of the water that is issuing out of the sanctuary as well as the, the leaves thereof for medicine thus saith the Lord God this shall be the border now I need you to circle that word border I need you to underline it highlight it you know but don't forget that this shall be the border whereby ye shall inherit the land according to the 12 tribes of Israel. Joseph shall have two portions, and ye shall inherit it as and uh, one as well as the other, concerning the which I lift up my hand to give it unto your fathers, and this land shall fall unto you for inheritance." So shall ye divide this land unto you according to the tribes of Israel. Uh, that's the 21st verse. I'm reading 22nd and 23. And it shall come to pass that ye shall divide it by lot for an inheritance unto you and to the strangers that sojourn among you, which shall beget children among you. So the strangers that are with you and they're going to have children and you're going to divide it with them. And they shall be unto you as born in the country among the children of Israel. They shall have inheritance with you among the tribes of Israel. And it shall come to pass that in what tribe the stranger sojourned, there shall you give him his inheritance, saith the Lord God. Now, I did not read verses 15 through 20 because these verses are the geographical boundaries which say, which makes us aware, which says, which identifies that there are limits. Uh, let me say that again. I did not read verse uh, 15 through 20 because there are, they outline the geographical boundaries of the land. You can go back and read that on your own time, but uh, this lets us know that there are limits. You need to understand that. I, I mentioned borders and to highlight that, circle that, because borders represent limits. They represent limitations. Uh, what can go in, what can go out, how much room is available. And so the only, now the Bible tells us that hell, hell is different than what I'm speaking about because uh, hell has enlarged itself. 
And so, uh, whereas the kingdom has boundaries, the kingdom has limitations, um, unimaginable uh, geographical uh, as far as the size of it. However, hell has enlarged itself. Therefore, hell uh, uh, have enlarged herself, and oh, the Bible tells us Isaiah 5 and 13, therefore hell has enlarged herself and opened her mouth without measure. And their glory and their multitude and the pomp, and he that rejoices shall descend into it. Now, Bible students, I, I, I need you to understand something, and I'm just going to put it out there, and you can uh, comment it in along with the scripture verse. Hell has enlarged itself according to Isaiah 15 and 13, but there is even a larger place than hell. Uh, give me the scripture of what I am speaking about. And uh, yes, there's some place larger than hell itself. And so as a topic from the scriptures that we have read, uh, it lets us know that uh, a place, there is a place for everyone. There's a place for everyone. But let me be perfectly clear, a place for everyone does not mean it is for anybody. So this place is for everyone, but it is not for anybody. Many have a misconception that the kingdom of God is for anyone. Anyone can also be identified, anybody, of course. Um, but not just anyone can just willy-nilly into the kingdom of God. Anyone means anybody or any person. It refers to an individual in a group. Which group? It doesn't matter. Whereas everyone means everybody or every person that is a member of a particular group. And we're talking about members of a particular group. Those that say, I don't have to be part of, you know, you can fill in the blank. People say, I don't, I don't have to believe in God that way. I don't have to go to church. I don't have to live a sanctified life. Matter of fact, I don't believe in living a sanctified life and that nobody can be holy. Uh, even though God tells us to be holy, no one can be holy and no one can be perfect. Uh, even though God says walk before me and be perfect, no, no one can do that. It's impossible. But God has never told any of us or asked any of us to do anything that was impossible. So those that say, uh, I don't have to, I don't need it, it doesn't take all of that, well, look at the five that was unwise. The Bible called them unwise. They did not have enough. They said it don't take all of that. I don't need to stop and buy any more of what I already have because what I have is enough, only to find out that they did not have enough and never made it into the ceremony. There are those that say, I don't have to be part of, even though God said, you do. God said that you must. God said that you shall. God said it is a requirement. 
And if you don't meet those requirements according to what God has said, uh, let me just say this for a moment here. I am not talking about the image that was painted and hung on your wall. I'm talking about the word of God. I'm not talking about what your mom, your dad, your grandmother, grandfather uh, did or embedded in you that was not according to the word of God. You've got to get into the word for yourself and see and understand what God is saying. And you need to be under uh, a Bible-believing pastor because the Bible said, how can you hear except you hear from the preacher? And that preacher better be in the word of God as well as in the presence of God so that they can give you what thus said the Lord. Not staying there, but as a word of warning against uh, your own deception and the deception of others, you've got to line up with the word of God. There are those that have their own agenda, have their own excuse. And so therefore they make up the rules as they go. That's not going to fly. The Bible tells us, and it says, and it shall come to pass that ye shall divide it by lot for inheritance unto you and to the strangers that sojourn among you. Ye shall begot children of those that shall have children among you. They shall be unto you as born in the country among the children of Israel. They shall have inheritance with you among the tribe of Israel. And ye shall, and it shall come to pass that in what tribe the stranger sojourn, they shall give him his inheritance, saith the Lord. So God is speaking, and he is making it very plain, very clear what his expectations are. Now, we need to allow these verses to just saturate for a moment in our mind. Just let it marinate that this is a requirement that God has uh, established. The Bible tells us over in Luke, the 14th chapter, beginning at the 16th verse, and I, I'm, so I'm going to parallel this with the verses that was just read. Then said he unto him, a certain man uh, made a great feast, supper, and bade many, and sent his servants at supper time to say to them that were uh, bidden, come for all things are now ready. And they all with one consent began to make excuses. Oh my God, how many of us have made excuses? Uh, my hand went up. Uh, I've been, but I thank God for another day. It's another opportunity and excuses have gone away. They've been crucified. Uh, I, I crucified them. And, and so you should do the same. You ought to crucify those things that you know are not like God. And, and so uh, that's what Paul said. I crucify this flesh daily. And, and so uh, the first said unto him, I've bought a piece of ground and I must need go and see it. I pray thee have me excused. And another said, I have bought five yoke of oxen and I go to prove them. Now listen to these excuses because uh, they don't make very much sense. They don't make very good sense. 
uh, you bought a piece of ground and you got to go see it. Who buys property without looking at it first? You bought some oak, some yolks. Uh, you bought a car. Someone sold you a 65 Mustang and you have, you bought it, but you hadn't seen it. You didn't hear it run or anything. And now you're going to go check it out. I pray thee have me excused. And another said, I've married uh, a wife and therefore I cannot come. I, I got to go home, be with my babe. I got to go home and we're going we're gonna to honeymoon. And so that servant came and showed his Lord these things. Then the master of the house being angry said to his servants, go out quickly into the streets in the lanes of the city and bring in hither the poor and the maimed and the halt and the blind and the servant said, Lord, it is done. I am endeavoring with the little life that I have to say, Lord, it is done. I pray and hope that you feel the same, that you're also endeavoring to be able to say, Lord, it is done. Whatever God asks you is done. Lord, I've done it. I've completed it. What else do you have for me to do? And he said, Lord, it is done as thou hast commanded, and yet there is room. And the Lord said unto the servant, go out into the highway and hedges. I like this. Go out into the highway and hedges. Some of us was in the highway and the hedges. Uh, some of us was, was just hanging out with our friends, girlfriend, boyfriends, just hanging out, doing whatever we were going to do. Uh, and the Lord sent out a message into the highway and the hedges. And the message was compelling. Compel them to come in that my house may be filled. How many heard the message and was compelled? Thank God. That's why we give him praise and glory. Because he has sent out a word and it compelled and we came in and found out. What does the writer say? Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. We came in and tasted and found out that the Lord was good. The Pharisees, like so many today, have missed this verse, Deuteronomy 10 and 19. Love ye therefore the stranger, for ye were strangers in the land of Egypt. The Pharisees aren't the only ones. So many have, are missing that verse, and that's why we see so much uh, uh, destruction of souls, of bodies, of young men and young women uh, all over the place worldwide because their love uh, is not there. There is no love. Oh, we believe in God. I don't care if you say Allah. I don't care what you, uh, uh, Jehovah. Uh, listen, the love is not there and they're destroying lives. Leviticus 19, 34 says, the foreigner residing among you must, must be treated as your native born. That's Leviticus 19 and 34 must be treated a native born, a citizen, a natural born resident, the, the stranger that have joined in with you. Somebody heard, God told Israel, listen, there's somebody that heard uh, of me. Somebody heard of the power of God. Someone heard and joined in with you after seeing the evidence. He said, love them as yourself for you were foreigners in Egypt. You ought to know what somebody has gone through. 
you ought to know and know how to treat someone. Now, my, my personal advice is that if you don't know how to talk to that individual, leave them alone. Pray for wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. Leave them alone so that you don't damage a soul. Everyone is not for you, for you to try to measure yourself up to. Just be, you didn't, you didn't gang bang, don't try to pretend like you was out in the streets and to try to win somebody, don't do that. That's ludicrous. If you've never been down that path, you never acted that way, don't try to pretend to be something that you're not. But just be real and say, man, you know what? I don't understand what you may have been through, but I do know this, that there are those that do and God saved them, God brought them out, God delivered them, babe, he delivered, he, honey, hey, it don't matter, you not dirty, you not dirty, I don't care how many men, I, I, you know, how many women, no, who, uh-uh, no, you all right with God, that's all they need to know, because he came to save us sinners, and none of us can cast a stone at anyone, but just be real, just be real. He told them, treat the people, treat the foreigners, and remember where you have been and treat them like citizens. Respect them. I am the Lord your God. Now, if you have an issue with this, your argument is not with Pastor Carl, it's with God. You take it up with sovereign God, and many are taking it up with him right now because somebody has stepped out of time without loving their neighbor as themselves. Somebody stepped out of time without showing any charity to anyone. Someone stepped out of time into eternity, bias, prejudice, did not know what to expect, didn't know that when they stepped out of time that, that they were gonna stand in the presence, a glimpse, because that's all it's gonna be is a glimpse. Mm -hmm. Someone is gonna be in trouble if they don't love the person next to them, you better love. The greatest of the chair, the greatest of everything is charity. Not you speaking in tongues, not you uh, having a gift of healing, not you prophesying and all of those. You better love. Love, I, you know, I, what I enjoy so much about love is that it covers a multitude of faults. And I think all of us need a blanket that will cover us from head to foot. We need to be wrapped up like a burrito and closed in. We need to be covered. And love is the only thing that does that. No one is going to receive an inheritance without love because love is the primary characteristic. You cannot and you do not have a relationship with God. If you say you do, uh, you're not telling the truth. You cannot and do not have a relationship with God without love. First John 4 and 8 says, He that loveth not knoweth not God. So you don't even know him. For God is love. So you don't know him, and guess what? Uh, he will tell you that he don't know you either because you need those characteristics. It shall come to pass that ye shall divide it by lot for an inheritance unto you and to the strangers that sojourn with you, 
which shall beget children among you, and ye shall be unto, and they shall be unto you as born in the country among the children of Israel. They shall have an inheritance with you among the tribes of Israel. Now, the scripture says, it shall come to pass. I've heard quite a few messages. It shall come to pass. And this too shall pass. But listen, it's going to come to pass. And there are many, these are instructions. It says, they shall be, the beginning of instructions. They shall be, they shall have. So we can't ignore those things. God said it shall be and they shall have. And it shall come to pass that in what tribe the stranger sojourneth, there ye shall give him his inheritance, saith the Lord God. The tribe. The tribe. What is a tribe? A tribe. A tribe is another word for a social division. Families. Communities associated by social, economic, religion, or blood that has a common culture and a recognized leader. Acts 7, 36 and 38 says, He brought them out after that he had showed wonders and signs in the land of Egypt and in the Red Sea and in the wilderness 40 years. This is that Moses, which said unto the children of Israel, a prophet shall the Lord your God raise up unto you of your brethren, like unto me, ye shall hear. This is he that was in the church in the wilderness. Now, I love this. With the angel which spake unto him in Mount Sinai and with your fathers who received the lively oracles to get oracles to give unto us. Now, remember, we're talking about a tribe. And uh, the tribe, the tribe, what tribe? The tribe that God has called Israel. But Israel also is called the what? Church in the wilderness. And what are we? The church. And we are part of that tribe. We have been grafted in. Now, I didn't go all the way into, we'll, we'll get there as we uh, exit, as we complete the book of Acts and, and, and begin to go into those epistles. But we have been grafted in. And so we're part of the tribe. We're part of the tribe. And, and, so, uh, and so church, a social division made up of families. The church started with a family. It didn't start out... Um, any other way, God called Abraham. He called, it started out as a family. The church, a social division made up of family, community, associated by the apostle, associated by the apostle's doctrine and the blood of Jesus Christ, and recognized leadership of sovereign God and his under shepherds. The Bible said, of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named. And that is Ephesians 3 and 15. Everyone that is, uh, that is an active participant of the church of God has an, expected, uh, has an expected inheritance. What are you expecting? Are you expecting to make it in and be part of the inheritance? 
John 14 and 2 says, In my father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. He said, I go to prepare a place for you. I'm going to prepare a place for you. I'm going to prepare a place for you. You need to think about that. Remember, there are boundaries. Remember, there's a border. And there is a place that is being prepared for you. There is a place for everyone, but not for anyone. You have to be about this life. The Lord told Peter and John when they were delivered from an imprisonment, he said, go and stand in the temple and tell the people about this life. I pray and I hope that you are in a church that is telling you about this life. The life that is to come. The life, the expectancy, what to expect because there is a great expectancy. We are expecting to go in and inherit those things that God has for them that love him. And to say, I love him, is not enough. He said, if you love me, keep my commandments. That's the proof in the pudding. That's the proof of all things. It's love. And keeping our word and keeping our vows and doing those things which are pleasing in his sight. He said that we have an inheritance. And as we go further into the and as we go further into Ezekiel, which is actually coming to an end, we know that these things are futuristic. It didn't occur today. We don't know because tomorrow hasn't come yet. But one thing we do know is that the word of God is sure, that he's not slack concerning his promise to anyone. I know I asked a question also that uh, there is a, a place that has enlarged itself greater than a hell. Uh-huh. There is a place that is larger than hell. And I asked for a scripture. Well, I, I tell you what. I'm going to give you the answer. I'm not going to give you the scripture, but I'm going to give you the answer to that. The Bible says that hell has enlarged itself. And, you know, we're in the book of Revelation on Sundays. We're teaching a thorough teaching on the book of Revelation. Uh, it is frightening. And, and I'm telling you, it's going to scare the hell out of some, some folks. It will scare you to get right. You know, hell is real. I was laying, I was trying to take a nap to, before service. And, and I was thinking about, um, was laying there and I was just thinking. I was thinking about how real hell is and the fact that I don't want to go there. I don't want to go there. God saved me and he didn't save me for me to be lost. Just like he didn't save and he's not interested in saving you for you to be lost. But we're saved to be saved. And so hell is enlarging itself. But there is a place that is larger than hell. And so uh, the Bible tells us that, that after the judgment there's going to be a judgment. And the, those that are cast that are in hell are then and hell itself is going to be cast into the lake of fire. 
This is Pastor Carl Henderson of Cornerstone Apostolic Church, located at 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona. I hope to see you here. Matter of fact, you ought to make an appointment time, get up early, set your alarm clock, come join us in worshiping the Lord. Listen, uh, until then, be blessed and rest in the Lord and pray for me as I am praying for you. Um, let somebody know that we're teaching. We're certainly teaching the word of God, not teaching opinion, not teaching philosophy, not teaching. We're teaching the word of God, the unadulterated truth. Remember, the songs featured are those respectively the property of the songs, the artists, and their producers. God bless you. Love you. Love somebody. Tell somebody something good. You know, I like to tell people it's good to be me. You ought to just tell somebody it's good to be me. Enjoy yourself. Enjoy your life. Laugh at yourself. Say ouch when it hurts. And say wow when it feels good. God bless you. Uh, God bless you.